0: Italian Wine Podcast Cin with Italian Wine People
1: Italian Wine Podcast as Wine to Wine 2020 media partner is proud to present a series of sessions chosen to highlight key themes and ideas and recorded during the two-day event, event held on November 23rd and 24th 2020 Wine2Wine Wine 2020 represented the first, first ever fully digital edition of the Business to Business Forum. Visit wine2wine.net and make sure to attend future editions of Wine to Wine Business Wine. Forum. So, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Piero Mastroberardino. I'm uh, the owner of Mastroberardino Winery and I'm also a full professor of business management uh, in Italian State University. And I also am uh, the president of the Instituto Grandi Marchi, Premium Brands uh, of Italy. Um, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and to introduce uh, um, Artyom Liebediev, that is uh, the president of Kazakhstan Media Association. We'll today. A session that is dedicated to to his country and uh, to what is happening in uh, this part of the world concerning the wines and wine business. So, in a very few words, I would like to uh, ask uh, Artyom Lebedev to introduce himself and to start his uh, presentation that we will follow with uh, great interest. Of course, we will have a chat, uh, on the on the other platform, uh, we have a chat available for all the discussions in order to get uh, answers and to have the possibility for Artyom to give uh, to I mean, questions, to give answers uh, to these questions on the chat or uh, or, or live, of course. So, Artium, it's a great pleasure to have you here, and please start your presentation.
0: Yeah, hello, Piero. First of all, thank you very much for this opportunity to to make the session with you. It's a, it's a great pleasure. I'm a very big fan of your winery and of Italian wine and uh, of uh, the wine culture at all. And um, yeah, uh, we can uh, start. I think probably. Can you see my uh, presentation? Can you see my screen? Presentation. Yeah, excellent. So my name is Artem Lebedev. Uh, Artem Lebedev. I'm the president of Kaskan Sommelier Association and uh, WCT uh, diploma holder f- from Vine Academia Osterreich and uh, certified sommelier and uh, a big Italian wine lover and wine ambassador. So I would like to say uh, like a few words, 20 minute speech. Um, about the uh, Kazakhstan and the surrounding countries and regions and uh, what happened here. So today's uh, topic you can see it uh, on the screen. So what is Kazakhstan? Where is Kazakhstan? Uh, we will, I will explain, make a uh, little historical overview of the region, of the Great Steppe. Uh, I will explain what is it if you don't know uh, what I'm speaking about. So I will explain a little bit about modern times in terms of the terroir, in terms of wine and other beverage production. About, of course, consumption because it's uh, for for this session. I think it's even more important uh, about uh, local wine business. Uh, about like this region, Kazakhstan and surroundings. Uh, like uh, most under. Uh, underrated wine region, wine consumption, wine production region of the world, for me personally, and uh, about like the future of the Almaty city as the future wine capital of uh, of this region of uh, Middle or Central Asia. And then uh, with great pleasure, I will answer your questions if there will be any. So let's, I think, let's start. So what is Kazakhstan and where is Kazakhstan? It's a very huge country, first of all. It's uh, number nine in the world and number one in the world landlocked, if we're speaking about landlocked country. Uh, So the area is huge. You can see where is it. It's uh, uh, from the south of Russia and border the um, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan and Turkmenistan in the south uh, with the, have a uh, border with China on the eastern part, very close to Mongolia, and uh, on the western part it borders the Caspian Sea. A lot of people told about it's like a Caspian Lake, but it's sea. And after the lake we have uh, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, and uh, etc. So it's uh, Kazakhstan is about 80 million uh, people, uh, 80 million residents, and uh, little bit growing every year. But uh, with this huge area. This amount of people is very, very low, so we have uh, six people per square kilometer. It's uh, one of the most uh, low amount uh, in the world, in the whole world. So since uh, 1997, the capital is Nur-Sultan. A few years ago, uh, the name was Astana, it was changed, and uh, it was moved from Almaty, from the city which, uh, which I'm speaking about now, uh, and almaty is largest city so the nur sultan is the capital and almaty is the largest city and uh, the most important thing in terms of local economy is that uh, kazakhstan has a lot of uh, natural resources of uh, deposit of uh, different uh, minerals gas and uh, etc so uh, it could be very 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 powerful if the money will be spent in the best way not not like now. But I think a lot of people know this situation. So now let's speak a little bit about the history. So I think you know that uh, the cradle of the wine culture, cradle of wine production, is uh, Caucasus Mountains. For instance, like Georgia, Armenia, Turkey, Iran, maybe. So from uh, this, from this center, for, from this cradle of vine, the wine uh, culture started to like six six thousand years ago eight thousand years ago, the vine culture start to go to all the directions to the west to the east to the north to the south of course to the north is not uh, good for for vitis for uh, vine production, but the way on the west and the way on the east was very very significant because there was the silk way silk way road uh going through through Caucasus. So now we can switch to the map of uh, map of the Kazakhstan and we can see this uh, situation. So the Caspian Sea and uh, Caucasus on the left on the western part and uh, you can see that uh, vine culture goes to the Kazakhstan from uh, three sides from the western part immediately from uh, Caucasus from the southern part from uh, so from the southern part from modern territory of uh, Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan, and from the eastern part from uh, China. So, yeah, uh, the first evidence of culture traces back to the 7th century after death. And, uh, yeah... It it was the start, it was the beginning, but then there are almost no culture at all. Uh, And uh, if we speak about modern times, uh, the wine culture starts with the USSR. When uh, Kazakhstan in 1936 became part of USSR, then uh, everything started from modern times. So yeah, but uh, USSR decided that uh, the terroir of Kazakhstan is only suitable for production of sparkling wines and brandies mainly, like aka Russian cognac. So what is is uh, market few things about the market about the production now. Uh, so the first of all the thing not good thing from which we should start is that there are uh, absence of normal correct statistics in Kazakhstan. The Kazakhstan is not a part of OEV, is not the part of huge statistical boards. So we can't say any Correct things. Mm, yeah, this is the situation. So, gathering of all the statistics in Kazakhstan is very difficult because uh, we are only at the start of the road, of the vine road. So, in terms of, if we try to speak about it, in terms of uh, mass vine production, um, Kazakhstan produces very low quality entry level vines from Georgian uh, varieties like Rkatsiteli, Sapiravi mainly, from European varieties, Riesling, Aligoté, Pinot Noir, and Cabernet Franc are the first. First, and from some Avtochtonis varieties like Kurdzinski, this variety of this region, local. Uh, yeah, also some uh, sparkling wines of uh, not very good quality and the brandies of average quality, not bad. And all of this is the heritage of, yeah, of Soviet Union era. So so there are some local producers who trying to to do something very good, uh, but most of them are just uh, import some uh, bulk wine from uh, southern countries, from uh, Kyrgyzstan, from Uzbekistan, uh, from some Eastern Europe, from Moldova, and try to uh, produce the wine like it's Kazakh wine. But of course, it's not that. There are approximately four or five producers who trying to do to reach high quality of the wines, and the best producer is Arba wine. It's like a very good example. Their Rieslings, Pinot Noirs, and Cabernet France win, win numerous achievements in the in the market. So a lot of gold, silver, and platinum medals in different competitions. If we're speaking about other beverage, Kazakhstan is a strong vodka and beer producer. It was historically due to the, the Soviet Union, and it's also continued now. So it's, it, it is uh, the situation, and uh, the market is uh, very, very overregulated. So it's very difficult to produce something. For instance, if you are small, like a garage producer of wine, you will you will die trying. It's it's very, very hard to do something. But now things are really started to change because uh, you know. Uh, Our politicians are going to Europe, see the situation in Europe and trying to implement something at home. So I think we are like... in terms of uh, production we are really at the very beginning of uh, the beautiful road. and we will see some excellent results soon so if we speak about the terrar, Kazakhstan is, uh, has a strong continental steppe climate uh, Nur-Sultan you can see it on the northeastern part of the country Nur-Sultan is uh, the second coldest capital in the world after Mongolian Ulan Bator so uh, almost all the territory of Kazakhstan is uh, continental Cold with harsh winters, with the high precipitation, and it's impossible to grow something, anything. So only about four percent of the land uh, of the Kazakhstan is suitable for good viticulture uh, and other fruit growing and corn and everything growing. Uh, and this four percent we can separate. On three zones. So the uh, Caspian region, now there are no producers at all. Then uh, Western Tenshine on the middle, the black, uh, uh, the black ring on the middle. So it's uh, on the border with uh, Uzbekistan and it's uh, like 50 50 Uzbek and uh, Kazakh terroir. So from both sides of of the borders, there are some uh, viticulture. And the best part is Tenshine uh, Mountains, uh, transili Alatao region. It's where Almaty is. So Almaty is the biggest city, uh, the best wine producer, and also the most developed wine cultural region, wine city. So, yeah, um, at all, all, all the wine culture is situated on the south border of the country. There are thirteen till 15,000 uh, hectares under the vine, so it's two, zero, two percent of the world viticulture. And in this 15,000 hectares, there are also the table varieties. So, yeah, on, we are only starting this road. This is how it looks, the Latao. So 30, So, uh, 43rd parallel, high altitude, almost up to 1,100 or 1,200 meters above the sea level. Uh, strong uh, continental climate with the cold breezes from the mountain at night. So, we can save the acidity in the grapes. Yeah, the, you can see the soil. The rivers goes from the mountains and uh, make alluvial, stony uh, sedimentation on the earth. So the terra is like, aka Château du Pape. And we also have phylloxera still. And we have uh, our own uh, system of uh, uh, vine pruning. So we put the vine in the winter to the ground and bore it under the ground because the winters are too, too uh, harsh. So this is the situation. Here you can see just the photo of the vineyards. I think it's beautiful. So people now start to enjoy wine tourism, coming to the regions, uh, understanding the wine culture. And it's uh, not only helped to the local producers, but to the, the whole vine culture, because people, people become more and more educated and understand what is the vineyards, what is the vineyard. This is the owner of Arba Vine, excellent man, Zainula. Kakimzhanov he is like the uh, strong power for for wine, for promotion of wine culture here in uh, Kazakhstan in terms of consumption so again absence of normal correct statistics there are no statistics which we can uh, be proud of only something but again let's uh, try to speak about it so um, uh, we have strong tradition of uh, spirits consumption and it's championed by vodka in the lower price segment and of course Uh, with the whiskey and the cognac in the premium and the premium range Uh, and trend is going down in my opinion because that the people who can drink strong alcohol they are becoming too old and the younger generations they are more focused on their beer wine and cocktails so in terms of wine consumption we have uh, 3.5 liters per capita it's very low of course but it's mainly due to the fact that up to 70 70 65 percent of the population is uh, muslim so they can't drink uh, alcohol Officially, at least. So the um, significant style of consumption is very uh, demonstrative, like conspicuous consumption. So people trying to uh, show to everybody that they, they can drink wine like Europeans. And if we speak about rich people, then they want to show everybody that they can uh, drink expensive uh, vines and uh, alcohols. So the main consumption, wine consumption, of course, is situated in the big cities, Almaty, Sultan, Karagash, Shinkent, Aktau, Aterau, and a uh, few, few more. So another part of um, of the country, it's uh, almost completely undeveloped. So a lot of things to do. Uh, approximately four-fifths, uh, four from five consumption is local wine, and only one-fifth is uh, imported. So the main imported countries are wine, of course. The countries is uh, Georgia, Moldova, Italy, uh, Ukraine, and Spain. And, uh, of course, the situation, if we speak about the more expensive wines, the situation will change. But the, like... of uh, consumption imported of imported wines is under five euro uh, shelf price here in Almaty. So it's approximately two euro, two point five euro if we speak about the uh, exeller price in uh, Europe. So of course uh, this. Price range is only possible for Georgia, Moldova, you know, some vines from Italy, some vines from Ukraine and some vines from Spain. Uh, about 25% of the wines is uh, 5 to 10 euro on the shelf. So two times more expensive and about 25% uh, uh, is the rest. 10 plus euro so yeah we don't uh, middle range wines are not very uh, very strong on the market uh, going forward yeah we can uh, sell like uh, very cheap wines uh Georgian Moldavian uh, cheapest examples of italian wine and it will have huge success also if we speak about the rich people they um, like their favorite is uh, Pertascan, Bordeaux, Top Burgundy, California, Opus 1, Arnelaya, maybe Left Bank, Bordeaux, Top Rioja, Top Ribera, Top Australia. is very easy to sell if you know the people, if you know the contacts. So I sell it a lot Uh, It's uh, because people can buy it. But the middle class is very small, so we have only like very cheap wines or very expensive wines. The middle is very difficult to sell. For instance, for me, the Barolas and Barbarescas are amazing wines. But this price range is really very difficult uh, for for the people, for the market. Going back to the slides, so uh, approximately uh, half of the wines consumed is red wine, almost half is white wine, and 5% is uh, the rest. Uh, 50% is semi-sweet examples of cheap Georgian wines, uh, 40% is dry, it's yeah, normal, and uh, 10% is semi dry and sweet. Approximately, the situation is so. And uh, the wine consumption is focused mainly on the low price semi sweet and sweet fortified wines, yeah, as I told uh, before, uh, but also with the premium segment uh, growing. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a good sign for me, at least. So, uh, here you can see uh, uh, the type of consumption. So, even the people who are uh, Muslim who can drink alcohol, uh, sometimes some of them, of course, now it's globalization, sometimes they can drink alcohol, but they will mainly drink at the feasts, at the Kazakhstan feasts, and the name of this feast is Toy. For instance, it's uh, the wedding. People have no money at all for this for for these events, and they loan money and they buy a lot of food, they buy a lot of wine, a lot of cheap wine, and they drink. Uh, they can drink like I, know, I don't know hundreds of liters per 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 uh, per one evening because you know uh, this Kazakhstan toy. It could be two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, any hundred amount of people. So yeah, the consumption of cheap wine is uh, focused on these events, but also. Of course, we have excellent uh, high-end, uh, top-end uh, hotels. And uh, if Kazakhstan's toy celebrated by the uh, rich people, then the situation is uh, more look like this. Very beautiful. And uh, the vines which consumed here is very expensive. And everybody wants to order like, I want the most expensive bottle of wine, which you can uh, show me. So yeah, this is the situation. Also, uh, going back to the Arab wine and to the local producers, we have now uh, for the third year, I think, or the, the fourth year, we have like a harvest festivals. It's very beautiful. It's European style. And these uh, events can educate people how to drink proper wine in proper way and educate people to understand wine culture. In my opinion, it's very, very uh, important. So, yeah. As I speak about, this is like the, uh, one of the best sellers on the market. So we're starting from Georgia, then cheap, uh, semi sweet San Valentin from Torres family, then Sesikaya. The, pre- the price uh, on the shelf for Sesikaya here in uh, Kazakhstan is uh, 300 euro. I know that uh, in Italy it's like uh, till 150, so two times less. And if we speak about the restaurants, you can find Sesikaya here in Kazakhstan for any price. 400, 500, 600, 700, it doesn't matter for the people. Then uh, goes Opus 1, like uh, California, super trendy for the rich people. And then we even have the vines like DRC or Armand Rousseau or like that, like top uh, high-end Burgundy for 5,000, 10,000 euro. So this is the vines of the market. This is the vines which you can sell here in Kazakhstan. Uh, The trade, speaking about the trade. Again, absence of normal correct statistics. There are no. So I can only try to uh, sum up some uh, information which I have. So we have here very high taxation. So due to this and due to the very difficult and long logistics from the Europe, the price increase could be from to the shelf uh, three times or even four times. And if you speak about the restaurants, again, it's seven times, eight times. Any times. So for the people who are not rich here, it's very difficult to drink the wine, but situation is stabilizing. wine market is growing approximately 5% a year. And every year this amount slowly going up. So a few years ago, we have 3% growing and we're expecting that like maybe not this year due to COVID, but next years we will have 5% of growing. So the strong beverage going down. Uh, and the the wine goes up it's a very good thing for me the wine market is over regulated so the advertisement of alcohol is prohibited now but now we have the some very good signs so for instance the local producers uh, a few weeks ago we have new law that the local producers can advertise their products but it's now only for the locals but Again, it's the start, the beginning. Uh, Now there are about uh, 10 major wine import companies, big companies. There are, I think, 20, 30 small companies, but like huge companies, there are only 10 which import uh, European wine and uh, New World wine to the country? Many of them working through the distributors, different different parts of the country. And also, uh, speaking about me, I'm very active, uh, I'm the president of Kazakhstan Semilia Association, and I'm trying to work to educate people to establish the international standards for wine industry workers. When we do a great job, we do the competitions, we do the wine fairs, we do a lot of things to promote wine culture. And in my opinion, it's uh, successful not very quick, but successful. Yeah, this is our sommelier school where we educate normal people how to drink, how they taste wine. So we have good glasses, we have good water, we have everything good. And we have uh, like the competitions, the sommelier competitions. Here you can see like uh, Anton Hasbiev, the uh, champion, the sommelier, the best sommelier of Kazakhstan of 2012. He is the brand ambassador of a wine import company, huge Alma Wine. Here you can see Diana Nasirova, the best sommelier of the previous year. She is also uh, the brand ambassador, uh, brand manager of... local wine import company Monte Bianco focused on Italy sometimes and on some interesting producers good quality and also we have a top-end restaurant and uh, here you can see Alexander Prashenkov uh, he is a co-owner and chief cook of uh, few top end uh, high quality au cuisine restaurants in Almaty so we have everything to promote wine culture uh, in uh, in the future and uh, going back to the to the um, uh, world map uh, so kazakhstan and almaty is situated in the very very middle in the heart of the great steppe so the great steppe is uh, is a steppe which starts from the pacific ocean and goes to the austria so the austrian burgenland is the western part of the great steppe and for the for the years for the centuries uh, this uh, uh, great steppe was uh, like a boiling uh, pot Where the different cultures uh, boiled, and uh, there are times of, uh, there are good times and there are bad times. But anyway, it was the Silk Road. It was the crossroad of cultures. It was the uh, the place where uh, West uh, meets East. And uh, in my opinion, this region, the Great Steppe, so the Kazakhstan, the Kyrgyzstan, the Uzbekistan, Mongolia, western part of China, Azerbaijan, uh, Turkmenistan, uh, maybe uh, the like southern part of Russia. So this big, uh, this uh, second black ring on the map is uh, the most underrated wine regions. Because uh, if we speak about South America, there are wine culture. If we speak North America. Of course, if we speak about Uber, uh, Europe, definitely we speak about Africa. Where it's possible, it's developed. Speaking about Western Cape or Morocco or uh, Tunisia or Algeria, the raving culture, the raving production, and the raving consumption. If even if it's focused on the tourists only, but there is. And um, yeah, if we speak about uh, the Middle Asia, about Central Asia, there are almost nothing. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm almost. Uh, and I'm finished so thank you and see you in Almaty here you can see my contacts and um, yeah, you can write me and I will try to answer you not quickly but I will try to do it and yeah we have some questions and uh, if there are can answer it, but I can yes, see. Yes, we got one, some
1: questions you already uh, answered during the presentation, uh, talking about restriction on alcohol selling rules or local wine consumption relationship with, with the other beverages. You gave many information. we got a couple of questions. One is a suggestion on how to approach Kazakhstan market uh, from an Italian winery with
0: medium-priced wines. You can say a few words on this. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, the the question for me and the answer is very simple. We need to educate people and this is my main purpose. So when I explain to people that you can spend 20, 30, 40% more on the bottle of wine, but if you understand about the region, if you understand about the producer, if you understand about the terroir, the grapes, blah, 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 etc., then you can uh, receive a lot of more pleasure from this bottle. So uh, me personally, I'm trying to make people spend little bit more every day so less less amount of consumption but more quality and i see that people going from cheap pinagrigio to uh soave then to gavi then then to verdicchio castelli Diezzi, and then to some top producers of white wine so it's possible it's very difficult but it's possible to do in my opinion it is so And another question is about uh, food and wine pairing culture.
1: Uh, There's a a question about this. If uh, people in Kazakhstan are experienced,
0: are interested in, in pairing or they're just, you know, you know the, the local terror is, uh, is the state so the main friend of the local people uh, from the centuries uh, for the centuries was the horses so the horse meat uh, is the main product uh, of course we have some rivers some uh, seas so there are fish there are something else but the horse meat and the meat uh, in uh, at all is the main product so yeah there are a strong culture of drinking red wine with meat and it's very good uh, it's like in uh, Valpolicella where Amarone and horse meat is also uh, historically very famous so we're trying to promote it here but you know people enjoy food and wine pairing now only in very simple way so no high cuisine but uh, the simplest like steak and red wine with the tannins. thank you so much for your presentation and uh, i'm sure we will
1: come soon To visit the country. I've been there sometimes and uh, it's been a very interesting visit for me and I really hope that there can be a huge development of wine culture in our country so we will be able to come more and more
0: several times. And and, and also I can uh, maybe help to you and to other producers to uh, to build an image here of the brand here in Kazakhstan because I'm very big fan of Italian wines, wines from Campania also. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: And about the other questions uh, uh, on the chat we will be able to send more answers of course. The presentation was uh, um, enough uh, clear on several aspects so I think that, uh, that many people will have now a more a clearer situation of that market and of that country of course and of the wine culture that is present currently and that we really hope that can be developed uh, more and more thanks to your association of sommelier of course. We're trying to do our best. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, we'll see you on another session, probably. And uh, good uh, luck and
0: good work. Thank you. You too. Have a good day. Bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.